When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb. I'm Rich Levine and the Celtics Blue Game 1. Uh, B-Rob, that's the only way to put it, I think. Uh, <laughs> Straight to the point. What's that? Straight to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this wasn't this wasn't Game 3 against Toronto. This isn't like one mental lapse with 0.5 seconds left. Celtics are up 14 in the fourth quarter, up 5 with like 60 seconds left. Then uh, turn the page up four with three minutes left in OT, up one with 20 seconds left. Uh, no disrespect to the Heat. Uh, clearly a great team. You know, Bam, Jimmy, or Stars. Dragic played like one tonight. Harrow is not far behind. But uh, Celtics had this 1-1, and they, and they let it go. Yeah. I mean, I guess let's start, let's start at the very end. Um, the Bam block... It's probably going to be on highlight reels for like decades. Do we think like that was? I've never seen a, a stop like that. <laughs> as long as as long as they're still an NBA, as long as the NBA exists, we will be seeing replays of that block. I guess it might depend on if if the Heat win, if the Heat the the whoever wins the series that will decide a lot about how much we remember that block. But if the Heat go on to make the finals and and who knows win the finals, that is going to be very heavy in the rotation. Just an amazing block. I mean, what can you say? The guy's a freak. We said right. that coming in. He's an all-star. He is a star. Uh, plays like that, situations like that are when, you know, where the story is told, you know, where the legacies are made. And, and that was that was a legendary block. Yeah, it's uh, and it was, a, I guess, the, the counter to everyone who was upset with Tatum for just taking all the pull-up shots in the last, you know, couple minutes of regulation in overtime and he finally makes the move to the room and that's what happens so i guess that's like okay well you know you don't this is why he might not be going there as often here um let's let's start with tatum i i i he had another monster night 30 points 14 rebounds five assists three steals two blocks i mean that's uh fifth straight double double but do you know how, the, do you know how many times he even had three straight double doubles in his career before this stretch? Like once, maybe zero, zero. Yeah. He had three or four situations where he had back to back double doubles, but never had as many as three. Now we're five and counting, uh, and and in the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. Um. Yet it is largely going to be overshadowed by the fact that he went two of ten in the fourth quarter in overtime. Um. And a lot of those shots were not all bad shots, but enough where, you know, I guess it was more just the entire offense turned into uh, the old Doc Rivers clog toilet um, playbook from the end of the big three era. Did Brad talk about that at all after the game? Because it's just that, you know, you you build it. We we talk about a a 14-point lead. You build it for the most part by playing Celtics basketball, by moving the ball around. I mean, also it, it obviously helps when when Marcus is having a game like he had tonight. 
But, you know, then, then Kemba hits the shot to go up 14 very early in the fourth. And like you said, that ball movement, it just stalled. You know, it's a lot of one-on-one. It's a lot of isolation. And, like, how did that happen? Or what did Brad, how did Brad comment on that? Yeah, he just, I mean, he was like, yeah, we can't do that. We got away from it. Um, and But obviously, to, obviously you can't do that, right? Like, right, I, exactly. I, I, so it's like, all right, Brad, like, it's your job to, you know, call something or get them, get that ball moving again. Because actually, like, guess when the last time they had an assist in that game was? What, what, like, it, at all at all i mean sometime in the fourth quarter i imagine right it was three minutes left in the fourth quarter uh the tatum had the drive and the dish to tice for an easy like you know six footer um so zero overtime assists so zero overtime assists um and i think the, the most damning part of it was um after just watching the last three minutes of regulation again um no one else touched the ball in the final three minutes of regulation on offense um, besides Kemba and Tam. The only exception being Jalen Brown grabbing an offensive rebound, passing it to Smart, and then Smart just throwing it out to, to Kemba to run more clock. And give some credit to Jalen because, I mean, he's a situation where all of a sudden, okay, I guess I'm just not touching the ball anymore. But he was down there. He he had the yeah. tip in. He had the tip in on the offensive board. He had that other big offensive rebound that you just mentioned. But he's, he's essentially – has to turn into Robert Williams or Daniel Tice, a situation, a guy who's averaging 20 points a game in the regular season, 20 points a game, you know, last, last series against Toronto in the playoffs in general. And all of a sudden at a most critical time in the first game, of the Eastern conference finals, he's just being phased out of the offense. It just, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And like you said, it's got a great point by you. You know, he had four offensive rebounds on the night. So he had a couple, you know, big ones down there. And he didn't pout. That's what that's the thing. He didn't pout. He wasn't saying, "Okay, like what the hell? You guys aren't passing to me now." He said, "Okay, I guess you're not passing to me. I'm going to start crashing the boards because that's the only way that I can touch the ball. It's the only way that I can affect the game." And uh, so, yeah, g- give him some credit, but you just hope it doesn't get to that. No, and I guess the the bigger disappointing part to me um, is like, you know, Smart was nine of eighteen in this game. Jalen was six of fourteen. They were playing well. They were shooting well. Um, especially from three, Kemba was not. Kemba was, you know, four of 17 in regulation. Um, So if anything, this was not a night to be like, you know, Tatum, that's one thing. He's going to ISO. He had it going. You're not going to fight too much with that. But, um, you know, even though Kemba's had times where he's broken out of in the fourth quarter here, um, it just, there were, you have, pretty strong secondary options here if if the ball moves and once it started moving again in overtime they they scored again and um just not enough yeah i know he and kemba did you know score that the basket towards the end of overtime i think 23 seconds left or whatever it was to give the celtics a lead on a on a classic kemba move and a classic kemba score but it's it's interesting because you say that you know you mentioned because he, he was horrible again tonight it was yes. before before you know before you got down the stretch absolutely horrible not even a situation where he can where he can get his shot never mind hit it and i don't know like what what and if and i just assume that it was the knee i I don't i don't know what else to think at that point because you see you got to think about that i mean it has to be right but then you get to crunch time then you get to that you know to the potential the almost game-winning jumper against against harrow and like he looked pretty good he looked like kemba again so i don't know if it's just that 
if he's he's feeling the need to conserve himself a little bit earlier in these games and when it gets down to to ot in the fourth quarter he's just like fuck it i just gotta go all out and whatever happens happens and maybe he's 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 maybe if he played like that the entire game who knows maybe he wouldn't be able to hold up as long as he has but it's just it's it's hard to see a guy of that level an all-star playing like he has so consistently now that's at least three straight games and not wonder if it's something physical yeah um i think the worst you know it's three straight games under 33 percent shooting i think he's five of his last 36 from three-point range um over the last five games so that's like not good not good and yeah i mean they're you, you know obviously he's still running him out there for 38 minutes in regulation so they're not taking easy on him at all from a physical standpoint so and you get to a situation where you know where, where he's where he's playing like that on offense and then uh, you, you know from the flip side defensively there are there are stretches now where Miami's trying to attack him oh yeah well here's and, i mean yeah, break it down no i mean to your point i thought his defense cost him the game in the last minute there what happened um so that hero 3 number 1 you know Kemba makes the the jumper um over Crowder puts him up five he come right back down Kemba's kind of you know home run trotting it back um gets back but kind of has to take a tough angle on Hero and it becomes a scramble he leaves Hero for a second even though it's his man and gives up the open three that's number one and then he misses the jumper going down the other way next possession down the floor Butler gets a switch on to Kemba, takes a drive in. Kemba plays good D at first, uh, forces the pass, but then um, just helps way too far off Butler in the corner and, you know, overruns the recovery when the the pass comes out to Butler and Butler hits the, the go-ahead three there. You can't give up a go-ahead three there when you're <laughs> when you're up two. That is, that's the Cardinal sin. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's one of those things you talk about the, the three-pointers you know, whereas the Celtics were as close as they were so many times to to, to winning this game, and Miami shoot, shot forty four percent from three. Yeah, and 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 eventually we'll we'll try to take an optimistic to have an optimistic take on this and and think about you know how the Celtics can turn this around because clearly again you're up fourteen points in the fourth quarter you might not need to change too many things about the game plan. Clearly, you put yourself in a position to win, right? Up five with a minute left. And with a team shooting 44% from three, you don't assume they're going to do that for the extent of the series. But uh, for this game, with, with the other stuff that went wrong, it's just it's just too many opportunities. You know, the killer instinct wasn't there. And, yeah, when, when a team can, can shoot like the Heat can and that they did tonight, like, you're eventually going to run into trouble. Should they have just closed with Brad Wanamaker on the floor? It's fucking crazy, but I mean, that, that's I, a joke. I mean, that's a joke. It but is. Is but it? Is it? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, not with the way that that again. And when you have Tatum playing like like he was for most of the game tonight, you know, before he kind of no show no showed down the stretch. I think what was it the last seven minutes? Yeah, uh, he went scoreless. Yeah, that sounds right. Something around and that. He had so, he had a free throw with the the smart when got the, you know. Drew the, the away from the ball foul to get them into overtime. You know, and um, you talk and you talk and you talk about you know 
Watermaker's defense, right? Five steals, and that's not always like super indicative of of how you're playing as a team team defense and man to man. Like a lot of that is like circumstantial when you get steals like that. But just had his nose and everything was able to get to the hoop where where Kemba not hasn't hasn't wasn't able to do it necessarily tonight. Finished pretty well. Just a tough dude, right? I mean that that's kind of what you need in the in those stretches, especially when you know. And, and Dragic, I, I mentioned him quickly at the top, just a star tonight you know he 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 kept them in that for the majority of the game yeah i mean 11 to 19 from the field three to six from three just getting to the 13. rim yeah getting to the rim just at will and it's it might mean just probably one of the toughest guys to guard in the nba right now because his he's you know he's hitting threes at the at close to a 40 percent clip and unlike the other guys like his dribble drive game is usually the best part of his game period so like you don't have to be as afraid of like Hero or or Robinson or Crowder on that front, but Tragic that's like that's his bread and butter. So you're you're in a really tough spot whenever you're trying to guard him, and the Celtics clearly found that out tonight. No matter who was on him. Yeah, no, and uh, Hero is uh, he's he's pretty damn good too. 12, 11, and nine, 40 minutes, and obviously Duncan Robinson got into some foul trouble. I didn't even realize he had eleven and nine. Holy cow! Yeah, um, no, he was everywhere. He was doing everything. Um, he uh, twenty years old. That's that that that's scary. And again, you don't you're not necessarily going to expect him to 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 play maybe as much. Maybe not forty minutes a game. Uh, you know, if Robinson didn't get into foul trouble, maybe he plays a little bit more. But I, I don't know. And he was also you know they also have him guarding Kemba. Maybe that was you know maybe they got a switch there. I, didn't, I haven't rewatched that play yet, but you know he's in positions he's just he's 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 uh, up front and center and in, in the in the conference finals and and it's crazy to think but he's ready for it you know it's crazy to think also that this is the guy who went what one pick before uh romeo langford yes there's a coin flip away from being a celtic um since the celtics lost that uh that tie with miami um i think because that was that was a sacramento pick man um but anyways, <laughs> so you but you, you you lose a game like that, and you, you turn the page uh, to to next game. If you're the Celtics, and it's funny, like you know, even with all the the back and forth, the roller coaster of this Toronto series, never got the sense that Brad Stevens ever broke the confidence that he had in in his team. Of like, if we just do what we need to do, if we do what we can do, we can beat this team. And you got to think that he's going to have the same approach going to game two you know it's not much of a mystery it's not it's certainly not any bit of panic of how the celtics need to need to approach this they just need to i think just play a little bit more as a team for 48 straight minutes clearly you need more from kemba too like right off the top let's say that if kemba walker is not going to be kemba walker before and until gordon hayward comes back it's gonna be it the games are going to remain close you know but if kemba if kemba can play like he did down the stretch in in overtime, you know, with with that confidence, with that, you know, no, is early in that game? He's not even getting to the hoop. No, and I mean the Heat did throw like a lot, like random double teams at him um, at times to kind of again throw him off balance. Um, but yeah, to your point, like he wasn't the burst that was there a few weeks ago didn't seem to be there tonight um, consistently, and that is. A huge concern. I mean, for now, Miami is treating him like the guy that still has that. But 
it it has to reemerge or else the Celtics will be in trouble in this series, like you said. I, I mean, for me, he needs to be better on at least one end of the floor. Like, you can't be a liability defensively like he was tonight and obviously shoot 6 of 19. Like, you can usually one of those things bounce each other out. He's been far better than expected defensively this year, but um, it was, you know, for him to be a liability and be a bad decision maker defensively in terms of figuring out when to switch and, you know, just getting back to mark guys like that. You know, you just can't have that in a game like this. No, you certainly can't because you look around and like, I don't, you know, I wasn't super impressed with Miami's depth. I mean, especially coming, coming off that Toronto series, like you look around and I don't think a guy like Derek Jones would be getting very many minutes and for, for, for the Raptors. You didn't see very many minutes like that or even equal dollar, certainly not like Olenek, right? Olenek had uh, a rough night. Yeah, no, that was. I, I think there was that stretch he kept on finding himself on, on Tatum, and that's gonna that's gonna be tough. If, if it comes down to Tatum versus uh, Kelly, I think I like the Celtics' chances in this. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think as long as he's out there, that's that's good for the Celtics. But there were those minutes, there were those th- that you didn't necessarily see against Toronto, or in the pockets are there against the Heat, where the Celtics I think can have a really distinct advantage, um, and it showed at times tonight, but. You know, obviously wasn't enough. And I think, again, this can either be a wake-up call. Talk about, you know, the Lakers lost first game of of, uh, of both their series so far. You know, we saw the, the Bucks lost against the Magic. We've seen in these playoffs, in playoffs in general, that, you know, losing the first game of a series is certainly not a death sentence, uh, especially when you, when you still feel like the Celtics are the better team. Uh, but they didn't do themselves any favors tonight. They didn't. Um... So what, you know, going into game two now, what do you change? There were some interesting defensive matchups going on. I think Tatum spent a lot of time on Butler, um, which wasn't a huge surprise. You know, you have you have three different guys that you can go there with them there in, with Smart and Brown, but that seemed like a matchup that even in crunch time, Brad Stevens was sticking with. Um, and then, I mean, bench usage... Shemi played a bunch in the first half. That didn't go great. Wanamaker <laughs> pad. I mean, I felt like the the game changed with him. I mean, they went on a huge run in the third quarter when he came into that game. And six assists for him. He the, the ball was like popping with him in there. Not that he didn't play a perfect game by any means, but you know, twenty five minutes for him. I would imagine that's gonna still be around that number. Um, especially if Gordon isn't back and then I mean Rob and Grant seemed they were fine that he stayed away from Cantor. like did, did you have any quibbles do you want to see anything really adjust there going forward no i'm never going to have any quibbles i, I don't think with with the lack of Cantor. um <laughs> with, with, oh, and I'll, I'll pick up on that in a sec let me tell you real quick bureau that the wait is finally over football is back uh you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online uh bet online that ag is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, uh, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start offering uh, and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures today. Head to Bet Online and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, you know, I'd always like I'd always like a little bit more uh, Time Lord. What did you uh, did you see anything from him in the, in the brief time that would make you think that you know 
could find himself back in Brad's mini doghouse or, 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 or sort of lost his opportunity to make an impact in this season and in the series. Uh, I just, I know I'd always, he had the great block, obviously. Um, I just, just, I just always feel like there's a little bit more energy. There's a little bit more life to this team when he's out there. Yeah. I mean, maybe like he seemed to do, you know, held up pretty well against Adebayo in those limited minutes. So maybe, you know, Tice was, was solid. Actually, Tice was a plus 12 tonight. So he was good, but he only had three shots. Um, Again, I think part of that is, you know, the ball wasn't moving well enough in certain points of the game to, you know, reward him for easy looks around the rim. But, yeah, I think, you know, if Tice is going to get into more foul trouble in this series, which seems to be a lot to happen um, after, you know, he fouled out in 35 minutes tonight. Um, yeah, and I actually, think... actually got some calls. There, was, He, he, filed, yeah. ban, he filed, filed ban pretty clearly on that dunk attempt in, I think, the first, first quarter. Uh, he drew that charge where he was pretty clearly moving uh, right. later in the game. Uh, but so, what was it after after Tice fouled out? What was it? Eleven to four? Is that is that how? Uh, yeah, Miami finished eleven. Uh, outscored the Celtics eleven to four after Tice fouled out. There after he fouled out, so they they were up four in this. Yeah, so that's um, yeah, that will that will hurt right there because they. They didn't really know who to play in that situation. I felt like they went with Wanamaker for a little bit, then they went to Grant, and it's just with Adebayo out there, there's no really good choice because if you go super small, then then he can kind of eat you up. Um, but then you're playing four and five to a degree um, if you go with with Grant or um, you know Rob in that spot. So, and what do you think the problem is with Rob? They'll just they'll just they'll just run either pick and roll or just just get him in bad position yeah i think it's just getting in bad positions i mean he he seemed to avoid like i don't really remember any like bad spots where he didn't get out to a shooter or anything um in this game i mean he only played 11 minutes so there wasn't a, a, a ton of spots for him to do that so i help i thought he held up fairly well from that spot but yeah i guess you know like we talked about earlier like we talked about in the preview Brad just, just seems to be afraid to go to him in those crunch time spots um, at this point. So maybe that will change if he kind of breaks out as the series goes on one of these, you know, quarters uh, where he gets extended run. Um, but for now, clearly Grant Williams is ahead of him in the, the circle of trust. And um, that, you know, it paid off obviously in game seven. And tonight it was, you know, Grant didn't really – Heard the season, he missed a three late, but beyond that, he didn't just, you know, he just kind of stayed out of the way, which is, which is fine, but sometimes you need a little bit more than that. Uh, give some, uh, shout out to, to Marcus Smart, obviously, uh, another huge game, you know, very early, kept the Celtics in it, but the heat checks were a little bit outrageous today. Oh, the miss the missed Jalen pass for the dunk? I, that one of one of probably six or seven <laughs> plays where I mean there was there there was one stretch where he where I think he missed three or four uh, in a row and just and just tough jumpers like almost like forced jumpers and I know maybe at times he feels like you know clearly there's there's a green light but I feel I feel like no matter what's going on no matter well how well he's playing it still feels to me like every Marcus Smart shot is a win for the Heat. Yeah, I think um, whether you hit it or miss it, I just feel like you'll take that compared to what else, you know, what the other options might be. Yeah, I mean, they probably look at it that way too in terms of 
you know, just his track record. Uh, just one assist for him kind of tells his story perfectly. I'm glad you brought that up, yeah. Tonight, um, the fewest out of anyone in the starting five. And so that is not, you know, the 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 hot shooting nice is nice, but when, like you pointed out, he's turning down several um, open looks under a rim for shots that, you know, you're not Steph Curry even on a hot shooting night. Like, those are points that need to be had. Because he's, uh, he's, he's their best playmaker right now. I mean, yeah. I mean clearly Tatum's the, the, been racking up the assists, but just like on a pure playmaking ability, you know, with, with Gordon out, Marcus is is the best guy you got doing that. And when he, yeah, clearly he's he's been effective, you know, from long range and, and shooting is the name of the game now. But when it comes to creating offense, he's one of the best and he just, he's, he's not doing that. He didn't do that tonight. Well, maybe in these future end of game situations, he gets to initiate a little more offense. And yeah, he wasn't touching that. the ball either, right? He wasn't touching the ball, right? So it's like, it's it it hurt. That was stuff that hurt them seriously early in the games. But then, you know, when you talked about crunch time in this game, um, you really look at you know two or three guys if you want to include Brad Stevens in that equation in terms of how things kind of uh, crumbled down the stretch, but. Despite all that, they you know they still had a chance. They were you know one amazing block away from at least a second overtime look like. And um, how about that? Yeah, nothing, <laughs> that I flop mean, by Marcus when when uh, when they were down one in regulation. Right. <laughs> Man, I want like is, can you get a fine for that? You think retroactively? That, I know the refs missed it. They didn't even review it. But that was that was a pretty flagrant flop. Yeah, if you I looked at it again, it looked like Kemba kind of just ran into Jones Jr., which and essentially pushed him into Smart. Um, but it's, uh, no matter how hard he ran into Smart, <laughs> right. it wasn't as hard as, oh, the, no, no. as Marcus smart, was reacting. And smart was ready to fall like a tree. Um, but yeah, that was, I guess, when he knows, hey, Spolster used his challenge already, so what do I have to lose here? Um, right. I hope he was thinking <laughs> about it that with that depth. That, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That would be, I and mean, who knows, maybe, like, maybe that's something that, Celtics tell them, like, you know, they don't have their challenge anymore. So maybe uh, get bold with your floppage. Um, uh, and our big, uh, many Celtics fans' biggest fear, maybe what we talked about as a huge X factor in the series, was uh, Jay Crowder's ability to shoot the three. And again, like, five of, five of nine. It's just absurd what, what has become of, of Jay Crowder. It's a deadly three-point shooter. This is the guy I always thought that he would be. <laughs> This is it coming to fruition. And I'll say um, that like that like the Celtics did a pretty good job on Jimmy Butler tonight. Like, you know, yeah. it finished with twenty points. A lot, you know, it felt like a, like you know, a lot of that came late. Certainly, you know, it, when it came down to it, when it was winning time, like Jimmy got the best of them. But you know, for the majority of the game, they had him under control. And you know, and early, I think in the first quarter, Tatum, Marcus, and Jalen all had turns. Uh, you know, they weren't getting the foul trouble. You know, Marcus and Jalen combined for five fouls. That's a pretty good sign. Um, you know, said when it mattered, Jimmy showed that that he's Jimmy. That that right. We talked about this being a, a a contest of who's the best player. You know, Butler or Tatum come into the series. Um, I think Tatum had the better game, but again, when it came down to it, Jimmy was the guy who 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 stepped up. And you know, I hate the phrase of the you know they wouldn't let his team lose, but. That's you know quite literally you know, what happened with him. <laughs> I mean, him and Bam; those were the 
the playmakers down the stretch there. And the Celtics, you know, they hit some shots, but clearly not enough to seal the deal, um, especially when it got down to the final minute of regulation. So, yeah, it's really, it's going to be a really fun series. I don't think we are going to be in for anything shorter than six games in either direction. Um, but at the same time, I think the Celtics can come back from this in two ways. You know, they've, they've bounced back from really tough losses very well in this postseason so far um, beyond, I'd say, you know, game four and against Toronto. Um, but this is a situation now where they're down for the first time in the postseason in a series. And game two obviously is a must win, but it's, it's pretty, pretty close to it if you work at the numbers. So, um, the numbers are like, like, like past playoffs. Yeah. Like just to, how tough it is to come down from, come back from 2-0. Um, yeah. It does feel kind of different though this year as we see the, the, the Nuggets tonight pull off their second straight 3-1 deficit uh, to come back and the Clippers, that's a whole other story. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I was thinking that if, if somehow based on what we've seen, even what we saw in game one, I believe that even if the Celtics lose game two, I'm not, I'm, I'm clear. I don't think you're counting them out either. But I just I just think that these series are always longer than we think, and I still think that the Celtics are a better team, and maybe and maybe the the two zero deficit is what brings Gordon back. Uh, who, who knows? But I, I I just I I have not lost faith that they are going to win the series. No, I don't think you can. There is nothing that you saw in this game that makes you think that the Heat have a you know, everything going in their favor. They, they stole a game here, and they should get credit for that. They made the plays, and the Celtics didn't, but um, the Seas were still in a position to win despite a dud from one of their All-Stars, and everyone in the Heat, short of, you know, that mattered, short of, like, Duncan Robinson, played pretty damn well in this game. So when you, like, look at that side to side, then I think the Celtics will feel pretty good about their chances in the series despite going down to one here yeah i agree are you all right final thoughts are you already just preparing for the lakers to is it gonna be a Lakers sweep of the nuggets or is hmm. uh are the nuggets gonna come back from 3-1 in in the <laughs> i don't think I don't, I don't think it's a lakers sweep i think that i think the lakers will have their hands full with, with murray uh and Jokic will be interesting too obviously but i think that murray uh I just, we'll see how much how much playoff Rondo is left in the tank, but uh, I think that I think that'll be an advantage that they have. And I, you know, th- this is a uh, the Lakers haven't real. And it's funny, I, I guess I can't say they haven't been tested because we all thought that Portland was going to give them a run for their money. Thought that uh, that the Rockets were were a bad matchup, and they made pretty easy work of both those teams. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it's the Lakers' destiny to to get this done and done in the in this asterisk. Uh, ridden finals, but um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'll say I'll say Lakers in six in the Western Conference Finals. And what happens to the Clippers now? I think that I mean, is Doc gonna try and jump ship and, and get and get a better job somewhere? <laughs> that would be that would be on brand. But I, I don't know. I think because for, for for one more season, they kind of. Who who's who who's who is it? Uh, Trez is 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 a free agent. Yeah, Trez is a free agent, but 
Marcus Morris is a free agent. That's pretty much it. I think they're running everyone else back there. I think they try and do it. One, I think they just run it back one more time. And, and I will see. It's just crazy that, you know, after all the, all they gave up, uh, you know, and, and again, like someone made the point on Twitter tonight that it's not that they gave all that up for Paul George. They gave it up for Paul George and Kawhi because Kawhi wasn't going to come unless, unless George was coming with him. Um, but you, but you give up what you, what you, what you did to bring Paul George on and, and Kawhi can leave again after this next year. Right. You you don't lock him in for more than two years. It's kind of bananas. Um, not that, I mean, he's in LA, so you would think that, well, you know, where is he going to go from here? Um, right. How crazy time, does he want to get with his career? Does he really want right. to be jumping teams that often? But at the same time, like, you know, he's probably going to be calling the shots out there this offseason. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who he uh, who he wants back and who gets shown the door. Um, Do you think he'd like to play with the Jays? <laughs> I mean, probably he could have played with one of them. He couldn't have played with both of them um, a couple years ago or last season, I should say. Um but yeah, I don't. I don't think the Seas will have that kind of that capital to to bring him in. But there, it could be a suddenly very interesting uh, trade market this off season, um, all across the league. It always, always is. No matter always what, is. it's always bonkers. But um, the Celtics don't have to worry about that right now. They have to worry about getting ready for Game Two, which will be Thursday night. Um, we'll be back with you guys after that one probably sometime on Friday to break it down. Um, in the meantime, hit us up at winning plays pod on Twitter at rich underscore Levine at Brian T Rob. I'll plenty of stuff up on Boston sports com, And uh, maybe we'll get a, a cameo from Mike Pina here, who is literally the biggest, the busiest man on earth right now. It's great to um, see. Pumping out great stuff across the board for GQ. Again, New York times book review today. Just the man is everywhere. Out of the clouds with the New York Times book review. Mr. Mr. Everything. So definitely check Mike out there as well. But he'll be checking in on the series too. So um, in the meantime, thanks for listening. And we will catch you guys on Friday.